Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday morning, October 30th, 2022 episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. Um... This is a podcast that is dedicated to the public reading of scripture, as well as to my own thoughts and feelings about things of the day, hopefully, and I do my best that those would be colored by a biblical worldview, would be shaped by a biblical worldview. Um, But I was motivated to do this. I've got a friend of mine who does a podcast where he does public reading of scripture, and it's always been helpful for me. I listen to that as much as I do, do read, which is still not enough. Um, I also listen to his podcast. One, I, I like to hear his opinions on things. He's a he's a historian as well as a biblical scholar. Um, but it was also due to the fact that more and more there's a realization. I'm getting, I'm having a realization and actually more and more um, the church is getting a realization that not only is the culture becoming more and more biblically illiterate, but that the church itself is becoming more biblically illiterate. Um, so we need more time. And, and, there's a number of reasons. I mean, part of it is the fact that we just, we have become so busy with life, especially now people having to pick up second and third jobs, spouses having to go back into the workplace to try to pay the bills um, due to the inflation. But in a lot of cases it is, it is we, and I'm definitely including me in this, um, not managing our time well, spending time streaming instead of in the word of God, spending time on our hobbies instead of in the word of God. And I'm not saying don't do those. I'm saying manage them. I mean, how many of us spend maybe an hour a day in the word of God? Yet how many of us spend two, three, four, five, six hours a day streaming something in one way or another? Um, you know, it, it it's... <laughs> it's a very clear indication of where your heart really is. And it's not with God. It should be, but it's not. Excuse me. So um, that's kind of what motivated this, as well as the fact that I know my wife deals with, and I know others deal with, um, with some certain chronic lifelong conditions, symptoms start to crop up that, that give what's cause what's called a brain fog at times. Um, so people that, that love to read and love to read the word of God are struggling to be able to sit down and read and comprehend. And I know with those people, I know that have that issue, that at least being able to listen to the word of God has been a big help for them. So that's what kind of motivated me to do this each morning. Um, and what I'm doing each morning is I'm sharing with you part of what is my, is my, is my normal morning routine each day of the week. Um, and has been for years, and it was just a realization of, hey, why don't I go ahead and grab a microphone and use Anchor? That's what this is on, obviously. Use Anchor, which is very, very simple and easy to use. Um, I mean, I, I know a little bit about sound and a little bit about technology. I'm a programmer, but 
believe me, had I not known anything, this is very much a drop in, very easy, um, start doing a podcast kind of thing. So, um, definitely a great platform if you have any thoughts of doing a podcast of your own. So, um, because it is Sunday morning, um, and I, I need to get ready, not only for church, but I need to get ready for harvest festival, uh, that's later this evening. Um, I'm, we're going to go ahead and jump in real quick. I do want to let you know. So the links to everything I'm going to read online, um, is in the show notes as well as links to the hard copies. I would again, encourage you to get hold of the hard copies of Valley of Vision, where we do our prayers from Spurgeon's morning and evening, where we do our devotion from and the legacy standard Bible, which is the, the translation we are reading from. And we read from that because at this time it is the most texturally accurate to, um, the earliest manuscripts we have of, of the Bible, um, as, and, and a link to a PDF that contains Robert Murray McShane's Bible reading plan that we're using. And I've been using for over six years. Um, but it also contains a letter that he, that he wrote to his congregation that indicate to them what his motivation was and how they should use the Bible reading plan, which was definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I first pulled it up, I went and read his letter first. Um, definitely worthwhile to do so. Um, it's not super long, but but it's definitely worth your while. So those links are in the show notes. Um, and I do want to let you know that uh, Vail Valley Baptist Church out here in Vail, Arizona, we will be doing a Harvest Festival this evening from 6 to 7.30. Um, so would definitely encourage you to come see us. And we're doing that and a trunk or treat out in the parking lot, but we'll be doing some other stuff as well. So please come. You are more than welcome. Uh, we would love to have you and, uh, definitely looking forward to this morning to pastor Jay's sermon. And believe me, if you're in this area and you do not have a place to go to church, please come visit us. You know, I'm not trying to proselytize you from your own church if it's solid, but please come join us. He's continuing on in the disciples prayer, what everybody calls the Lord's prayer, but honestly, a better title is the Disciples Prayer, and he'll be continuing on. We were de dealing with our Father last week, and we're going to be continuing on in our in, in working our way through it. He's going to, he's not going to rush through. He is um, working his way through piece by piece, word by word, phrase by phrase, so that we truly understand what's being being said by Jesus when he teaches this, and what what that means what that should mean to us today and how it should apply for us today. So definitely would encourage you to join us. If you don't have anywhere else, we would love to have you. And let's go ahead and get on into our reading. So as is our practice, we're going to do our prayers first. Uh, we've got four prayers out of Valley of Vision. We're going to do our resting on God and grace and trials first. And then we will be doing first day more the first day morning prayer and the Lord's day morning prayer since this is the first day of the week. So resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever a perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. 
Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. Amen. All right. Oh, I love this browser, how slow it is. Okay, now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. All right, and our first day morning prayer, its name is, it's called worship. Its title is worship. O Lord, we commune with thee every day, but weekdays are worldly days, and secular concerns reduce heavenly impressions. We bless thee, therefore, for the day sacred to our souls, when we can wait upon thee and be refreshed. We thank thee for the institutions of religion, by use of which we draw near to thee and thou to us. We rejoice in another Lord's Day, when we call off our minds from the cares of the world, and attend upon thee without distraction. <clears throat> Let our retirement be devout, our conversation edifying, our reading pious, our hearing profitable, that our souls may be quickened and elevated. We are going to the house of prayer. Pour upon us the spirit of grace and supplication. We are going to the house of praise. Awaken in us every grateful and cheerful emotion. We are going to the house of instruction, give testimony to the word preached, and glorify it in the hearts of all who hear. May it enlighten the ignorant, awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, comfort the feeble-minded, make ready a people for their Lord. Be a sanctuary to all who cannot come. Forget not those who never come, and do thou bestow upon us benevolence towards our dependents forgiveness towards our enemies, peaceableness towards our neighbors, openness towards our fellow Christians. Amen.
And finally, the Lord's Day morning prayer. O maker and upholder of all things, day and night are thine. They are also mine from thee. The night to rid me <clears throat> of the cares of the day, to refresh my weary body, to renew my natural strength. The day to summon me to new activities, to give me opportunity to glorify thee. <coughs> to serve my generation, to acquire knowledge, holiness, eternal life. But one day above all days is made especially for thy honor and my improvement. The Sabbath reminds me of thy rest from creation, of the resurrection of my Savior, of his entering, entering into repose. Thy house is mine, but I am unworthy to meet thee there, and am, un and am unfit for spiritual service. When I enter it, I come before thee as a sinner, condemned by conscience and thy word, for I am still in the body and in the wilderness, <clears throat> ignorant, weak, in danger, and in need of thine aid, but encouraged by thy all-sufficient grace. Let me go to thy house with a lively hope of meeting thee, knowing that there thou wilt come to me and give me peace. My soul is drawn out to thee in longing desires, for thy presence in the sanctuary, at the table, where all are entertained on a feast of good things, let me, before the broken elements, emblems of thy dying love, cry to thee with broken heart for grace and forgiveness. I long for that blissful communion of thy people in thy eternal house in the perfect kingdom. These are they that follow the Lamb. May I be of their company. Amen. All right. Now we're going to do Spurgeon's morning and evening for this morning. There we go. <clears throat> now I'm going to have some coffee here real quick. Sorry if you caught a slurp there. I don't mean to do that in the microphone. <clears throat> All right. So this is the morning, October 30th um, devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text for it is Psalm 9-1. To the chief musician upon Muthalabin, a psalm of David, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shew, shew forth all thy marvelous works. Praise should always follow answered prayer, as the mist of earth's gratitude rises when the sun of heaven's love warms the ground. Hath the Lord been gracious to thee, and inclined his ear to the voice of thy supplication? Then praise him as long as thou livest. Let the ripe fruit drop upon the fertile soil from which it drew its life. Deny not a song to him who hath answered thy prayer and given thee the desire of thy heart, thy heart, excuse me. To be silent over God's mercies is to incur the guilt of ingratitude. It is to act as basely as the nine leopards, lepers who, after they had been cured of their leprosy, return not to give thanks unto the healing Lord. To forget to praise God is to refuse to benefit ourselves for, to, sorry, to refuse to benefit ourselves. For praise, like prayer, is one great means of promoting the growth of the spiritual life. It helps to remove our burdens, to excite our hope, to increase our faith. It is a healthful and invigorating exercise which quickens the pulse of the believer and nerves him for fresh enterprises in his master's service. To bless God for mercies received is also the way to benefit our fellow men. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Others who have been in like circumstances shall take comfort if we can say, 
Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. Weak hearts will be strengthened, and drooping saints will be revived as they listen to our songs of deliverance. Their doubts and fears will be rebuked as we teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. They too shall sing in the ways of the Lord when they hear us magnify his holy name. Praise is the most heavenly of Christian duties. The angels pray not, but they cease not to praise both day and night. And the redeemed, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, are never weary of singing the new song, Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. All right, so our, we're going to get into reading our text for the day. Our text is rather long. We have one, two, three, four, five, five chapters and 24 verses in Psalm 119. So we're doing 2 Kings 11 and 12. 2 Timothy 2, Hosea 3 and 4, and then Psalm 119, I believe we're verses 121 to 144 today. So 2 Kings 11. Now Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son had died, so she rose and caused all the royal seed to perish. But, Je but Jehoshabeth, I'm sorry, Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, who were being put to death, and put him and his nurse in, in the bedroom. So they hid him from Athaliah, and he was not put to death. So he was hidden away with her in the house of Yahweh six years, while Athaliah was reigning over the land. Now in the seventh year, Jehoiada sent for and took the commanders of hundreds of the of the Kerites and of the guard, and brought them to him in the house of Yahweh. Then he cut a covenant with them, and had them swear in the house of Yahweh, and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that you shall do. One-third of you who come in on the Sabbath and keep watch over the king's house, one-third also shall be at the gate, sir, and one-third at the gate behind the guards, shall keep watch over the house for defense. And two parts of you, even all who go out on the Sabbath, shall also keep watch over the house of Yahweh for the king. And you shall summon, and you shall, sorry, and you shall surround, sorry, and you shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand. And whoever comes within the ranks shall be put to death. And be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. So the commanders of hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And each one of them took his men who were to come in on the Sabbath and those who were to go out on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. Then the priest gave to the commanders of hundreds the spears and small shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of Yahweh. And the guards took each with his weapons in his hand from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, by the altar and by the house around the king. Then he brought the king's son out and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they made him king, and anointed him, and they clapped their hands, and said, Long live the king! Then Athaliah heard the noise of the guard, and of the people, and she came to the people in the house of Yahweh. And she looked, and behold, the king was standing by the pillar, according to the custom, with the commanders and the trumpeters beside the king. And all the people of the land were glad and blew trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! And Jehoiada the priest commanded the commanders of hundreds who were appointed over the military force and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and whoever follows her put to death with the sword. For the priest said, Let her not be put to death in the house of Yahweh. 
So they laid hands on her, and she arrived at the horse's entrance of the king's house and was put to death there. Then Jehoiada, Jehoiada cut a covenant between Yahweh and the king and the people that they would be the people of Yahweh also between the king and the people. And all the people of the land came to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke in pieces thoroughly, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed overseers over the house of Yahweh. And he took the commanders of hundreds, and the Karaites, and the guards, and all the people of the land. And they brought the king down from the house of Yahweh, and came by the way of the gate of the guards to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the king. So all the people of the land were glad, and the city was quiet. For they had put Athaliah to death with the sword at the king's house. Je Jeho Jehoash was seven years old when he became king. All right, and 2 Kings 12. So continuing the story. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash became king, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Zebiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did what was right in the sight of Yahweh all his days, in which Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Only the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. Then Jehoash, Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the sacred things which is brought into the house of in the, in, into the house of Yahweh, both the money for each numbered man, the money from each person's assessment in the census, and all the money which any man's heart prompts him to bring into the house of Yahweh, let the priests take it for themselves, each from his acquaintance, and they shall repair the damages of the house wherever any damage may be found. Now it happened that in the twenty-third year of King Jehoash, the priests had not repaired the damages of the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the priest and for the other priests and said to them, Why do you not repair the damages of the house? So now take no more money from your acquaintances, but give it over to pay for the damages of the house. So the priests agreed that they would take no more money from the people nor repair the damage of the house. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in its lid and put it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of Yahweh. And the priests who kept watch over the threshold put in it all the money which was brought into the house of Yahweh. Now it happened that when they saw that there was much money in the chest, the king's scribe and the high priest came up and tied it in bags and counted the money which was found in the house of Yahweh. And they gave the money which was weighed out into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of the house of Yahweh. And they paid it out to the craftsmen of wood and the builders who worked on the house of Yahweh, and to the masons and the hewers of stone, and for buying timber, and hewn stone to repair the damages to the house of Yahweh, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. But there were not made for the house of Yahweh silver cups, snuffers, bowls, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver from the money which was brought into the house of Yahweh. For they gave that to those who did the work, and with it they repaired the house of Yahweh. Moreover, they did not require an accounting from the men into whose hand they paid the money in order to pay those who did the work, for they were doing it faithfully. The money from the guilt offerings and the money from the sin offerings was not brought into the house of Yahweh, it was for the priest. Then Hazael, king of Aram, went up and fought against Gath and captured it. And Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Jehoash, king of Judah, 
took all the holy things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, kings of Judah, had set apart as holy, and his own holy things, and all the gold that was found among the treasuries of the house of Yahweh and of the king's house, and sent them to Hazael, king of Aram. Then he went away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy, and struck down Joash at the house of Milo, as he was going down to Silla. <clears throat> now Josachar the son of Shem- Shemeath, and Jehozabad the son of Shomer, his servants, struck him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David, and Amaziah his son became king in his place. All right. And Second Timothy 2, and I'm going to have some coffee real quick. All right, 2 Timothy 2. You, therefore, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. Entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Understand what I say, for the Lord will give you insight in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead of the seed of David, according to my gospel, for which I endure hardship even to chains as a criminal. But the word of God has not been chained. For this reason I endure all things for the sake of the elect, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a trustworthy saying, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we we will also reign with him. If we will deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, solemnly charging them in the presence of God, not to dispute about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid godless and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their word will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. Philetus, sorry, who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place, and they upset the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to depart from wickedness. Now in a larger house there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of clay, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, honor excuse me, sanctified, useful to the master, master, having been prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. And the Lord's slave must not be quarrelsome, 
but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may give them repentance, leading to the full knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. All right, and now Hosea 3. Then Yahweh said to me, Go again, love a woman who is loved by her companion and is an adulteress, even as Yahweh loves the son of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love raisin cakes. So I bargained for her for myself for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a half of barley. Then I said to her, You shall stay with me for many days. You shall not play the harlot, nor shall you have a man, so I will also be toward you. For the sons of Israel will remain for many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred pillar, and without ephod or household idols. Afterward, the sons of Israel will return and seek Yahweh their God, and David their king, and they will come and dread to Yahweh, and to his goodness in the last days. All right. Very short chapter there. And Hosea 4. Listen to the word of Yahweh, O sons of Israel. For Yahweh has a contention against the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth or loving kindness or knowledge of God in the land. There is a swearing of oaths, deception, murder, stealing, and adultery. They break forth in violence, so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and everyone who inhabits, who inhabits it languishes, along with the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky, and also the fish of the sea disappear. Yet let no man contend, and let no man offer reproof. Indeed, your people are like those who contend with the priest. So you will stumble by day, and the prophet also will stumble with you by night. And I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from ministering as my priest, since you have forgotten the law of your God. I myself also will forget your children. The more they multiplied, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into disgrace. They eat, they eat the sin of my people, and lift up their soul towards their iniquity. And it will be like people, like priests. So I will punish them for their ways, and cause their deeds to return to them. They will eat, but not be satisfied. They will play the harlot, but not break forth in number, because they have, for, because they have forsaken Yahweh to keep harlotry. Harlotry, wine, and new wine take away a heart of wisdom. My people ask their wooden idol, and their diviner, and their diviner's wand declares to them, for a spirit of harlotry has led them astray, and they have played the harlot, departing from their God. They offer sacrifices on the tops of the mountains, and burn incense on the hills, under oak, poplar, and terebinth, because their shade is good. Therefore your daughters play the harlot and your brides commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they play the harlot, or your brides when they commit adultery. For the men themselves go apart with harlots, and offer sacrifices with cult prostitutes. So the people without understanding are ruined. Though you, though you Israel, play the harlot, do not let Judah become guilty. Also do not go to Gilgal, nor go up to beth Aven, and swear the oath, as Yahweh lives. Since Israel is stubborn like a stubborn heifer, can Yahweh now feed them like a lamb in a large field? Ephraim is joined to idols, 
let him alone. Their drink gone, they play the harlot continually. Their rulers dearly love disgrace. The wind binds them up in its wings, and they will be ashamed because of their sacrifices. All right, then Psalm 119, verses 121 through 144. I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Be for your slave a guarantee for good. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail with longing for your salvation and for your righteous word. Deal with your slave according to your loving kindness and teach me your statutes. I am your slave. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for Yahweh to act, for they have broken your law. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, even above fine gold. Therefore, I deem all your precepts concerning everything to be right. I hate every false way. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul observes them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth wide and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me, according to your judgment. For those who love your name, for those who love your name, sorry, establish my steps in your word and do not let any wickedness overpower me overpower me. Redeem me from the oppression of man, that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your slave, and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of water, because they do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Yahweh, and upright are your judgments. In righteousness you have commanded your testimonies, and in exceeding faithfulness my zeal has consumed me, because my adversaries have forgotten your words. Your word is exceedingly refined, Therefore your slave loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have found me, yet your commandments are my delight. Righteous are your testimonies forever. Give me understanding that I may live. All right, and that's our reading for this morning. Um... I hope that you have a wonderful day. I actually pray that you have a wonderful day, um, that you will be in church. If you were not in it last night, that you would be in church. I've told you before about the church finders, um, founders ministry and master seminary definitely can get you to good, solid churches if you don't already have one. Um, so please be in church this morning. I know my wife and I are putting stuff together to make sure we're there. Um, this morning and, and that we can be there for the harvest festival. Uh, actually we have to be there for, I have to be there for the harvest festival, um, so that we can, uh, take care of, uh, what we've been tasked with. But I would definitely pray that you would also be in church this morning, be sitting under the word of God. Um, it, it is critical. It is as critical as actually it's more critical. Um, it, it is in a place of primacy, um, along, you know, um, primacy, within what is needed for the for the kingdom of god um it is it is the primary means that we are brought to a saving faith in christ so you've got to be when you can't just sit and read the bible by itself I, i'm not saying that people haven't come to a saving faith in god that way but the primary means established is the preaching of the word of god and not through some video but sitting there under that, that pastor. So I would definitely, definitely encourage you. Um, I encourage you. Christ commands you. Okay. 
It, that is obedience. And if we are not obedient, then we are being sinful in our, in our disobedience. Um, so I would definitely encourage you. Um, so again, I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, a great rest of the Lord's day, um, and that you will spend it in communion with the saints. Um, so, you know, have a wonderful day. I hope you're looking forward to a good solid week. Um, I definitely am got a, got a lot of things to do work and everything else, a lot of stuff to do. Um, but looking forward to it. And, uh, Again, I pray that you are blessed. I pray that you are blessed. Let's go ahead and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we again are so blessed to be able to come before you and to take in your word and prayer and devotion. And Lord, we would continue to pray that this time would lift us up, would edify us and equip us and hedge up our ways so that we would truly, and I, I, I keep saying this, but it is so important, that we would truly walk in this world as witnesses to you and as your light. Um, this world is so in need of it, Lord. We so need a revival here. And of course, we pray any and all things we pray in your name. And we pray mostly, most of all, that your will would be done. We pray what we pray because we believe that this is your will based on your word. Um, but Lord, if we're wrong, your will be done in all things. But Lord, we are in desperate need of revival. Um, our country alone has gone, it's such a culture of death and is so, uh, death and mutilation and has so gone the way of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lord, we continue to pray that a revival would happen in this land because that's the only, only way that this is going to change. Um, no, no amount of red wave, no amount of um, legislating is going to change this. Only a revival. Only a turning to you is going to resolve this um, and make this better. And Lord, we would pray for that. And we would pray for it not 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 as much for us, though honestly, there's there's fear within us by the because of the way things are going. Lord, we pray for this so that you would be honored, that you would be glorified, because you are the only one worthy of honor and glory. And we pray that for you, that that that, that, that would happen, that you would be glory glorified and you would be honored and that in our actions and our walk, you would be glorified in your name. We pray. Amen. All right. Well, as I tell you, as I try to tell you every episode, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I hope that includes, I, I pray that that includes spending time with the saints and, be, and being ministered to by a pastor preaching the word of God because you need it. And it's a requirement. Um, and that, that you have a good Sabbath day. All right. Have a great one. God bless.